Jake, we are really excited to have you on. How are you, man? Doing well. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm really excited for this. Yes, sir. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jake Smurda. I was the head student manager at Clemson for the last three years. I graduated this past May. Um, and during the beginning of the pandemic, I created a group called Grow the Game that focused on helping student managers connect with former student Really, the goal, ultimate goal was to build you know, a really big community of managers. Uh, it turned out to be a lot more than, than I anticipated. You know, we, we started off with uh, Wednesday night calls. Corbin was was very much a part of it. We were excited to have him on there. That's when I first met Corbin. Uh, and those Wednesday night calls, we have a, a, former, a former scout, coach, I'm sorry, current scout, current coach. Uh, athletic administration, really just a lot of people who were former managers that wanted to give back. They, they, you know, they'd have certain topics they'd speak on, and then that would be an hour long, and you'd have an hour one-on-one uh, -on -one networking where you'd be put in the breakout room for 15 minutes with somebody. That, and if you weren't good speaking, then it was going to be it was going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Not in the room, but you know, people really learned how to, how to interact and really built a big family. And ultimately, we were headlined by Jay Billis that, uh, that summer, so it was awesome. And then uh, in September of 2020, I believe so, um, I created the Manager Connection, which provides managers with the opportunity to have a mentor with someone who currently works in basketball. Um, and that really blew up. We got around 300 people that participated in that monthly program and really that program has led to people getting jobs, finding, you know, real strong mentors in our lives, like making some serious differences. So we were, we were really excited about that. We've got some, some real big things coming pretty soon. Yeah, so kind of uh, talk about, you know, I, before you got to uh, Clemson, your process of being a manager and what you were kind of hoping to get out of it before you got there. Right. So. Ever since I was five years old, I grew up just outside of Philadelphia. I probably should have mentioned that Cherry Hill, New Jersey, um, 10, 15 minutes away from Philly. My dad's a Clemson like to joke that I'm a stone's throw away. <laughs> um, and I always, growing up, everyone wants to be an NBA player. For me, I, the goal was to be an Allen Iverson. I had his shoes. I remember I would jump around like, oh, I can jump 10 feet high. I would wear those finger bands. You know, like the AI used to wear all the accessories, but at a certain point, I realized that I was going to be more like Larry Brown instead of Allen Iverson. <laughs> uh, so it was always a dream of mine to, to either coach or be in a front office, uh, and I wasn't going to be through my playing abilities. I like to think I'm a decent men, men's league player guy who put up 20 plus points per game in men's leagues but you know college basketball was not in my cards unfortunately um so actually it's, it's funny enough i was at my local gym and i was talking to a guy who i had who went to my high school we didn't go to the we didn't go together he was six years older than me and he was just graduating from james madison and i was talking to him and i was like hey man i know you're involved with, with the basketball program there and he's like yeah man i was a student manager like it was you would love it. Like, you're a basketball junkie. Like, this is for you. 
Um, and sure enough, he put me in contact with a guy from Clemson and got to talking to me. And his name is Robbie Lund, who's a former Clemson manager. And uh, he put me in contact with some coaches. I shot off some emails, didn't hear back. I got onto to, to, to campus and I was actually on a wheelchair, Walmart type scooter wheelchair. I'll say I, I tore my hip labrum playing basketball. Someone stepped on my foot as I was spinning. So that was a great way to start off college. Hmm. Uh, but the only thing I wanted to do was be part of the basketball team. You know, Cardell Jones at Ohio State said, I'm not here to play, I'm not here to play school. Like that's, <laughs> that was the joke I made there. I wasn't there for school. I was there to work for the basketball mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And I was actually turned away my first year. So that process was like, oh man, like this is my first year away from basketball. I'm not playing in high school now. Like, I'm not, I mean, this is the first year of my life I'm not involved in basketball. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I found out that, you know, that made me because every, every, you know, screen I could have. I had basketball and I figured I was watching the film the worst possible way when I watched ESPN up on my Roku TV in my dorm room, you know, rewinding, taking notes on what the team's doing. Um, and we lost to Kansas in the Sweet 16 that year. Mm-hmm. Three days after that, I began interviewing with our video coordinator. We went through a whole long set of interviews. I showed them all these, I have binders full of plays, I draw up plays, I do all this scouting work. And went through like eight interviews and then that summer I actually didn't get the job yeah they called me it wasn't the video coordinator but it was the dope both time called me up and said hey can you come come down work camp so I had to fly myself down uh back to Clemson and end up working camp to get the job so that first year of me getting a job all I was doing was film work my first my first task was to coach 20 crate games Sorry about that. I got my. I got my oh, you're good. Sorry, it's good. I got the current head manager at Clemson. He's blowing up my phone now. Shout out to Joel Dance. <laughs> um, so, the first, my first objective was to code 20, 20 great games, and pretty much it was like, here's here's what you're doing. Figure it out yourself. And I got to thank him, our video coordinator, Lee Taylor. He's when I went through all the, the interviews with. Uh, really put me through some serious hell. But you know, made me like a better man, maybe a better worker, yeah. maybe learn how, maybe realize how much I really wanted. Um, so that first season was unbelievable. I was live coding games, I was rebound, I was living at the gym. I was, I had two really great head managers above me, Aaron Stevens, who's now uh, head head varsity coach in uh, Lawrence, South Carolina, and uh, Colton Ayers who is an assistant coach at Limestone, which is Division II in South Carolina. Those were two guys who were great mentors for me. Um, actually, to be my roommates down in uh, New Orleans for the Final Four. So we're really looking forward to, to get back with those guys. But uh, after those nine months, I became the head manager. Um, and we went, we represented USA basketball over in Italy, and we won a gold medal. So my first real task as head manager was packing for an overseas trip. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have done that yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's stressful because you can't you can't just figure like oh if I leave something here we can we can you know figure out a way how to get it back like yeah. you are overseas. Yep. <laughs> You're you ain't got you ain't got room to mess up. 
Uh, so that was my first, that was my first real task. And, uh, it was the best two weeks of my life. My mom's actually from Italy. So I'm a first generation American. So, you know, going back to the motherland was, was special. Um, and, you know, being with those guys and winning gold medal was the best experience that I have with Clemson basketball, even better than, than being in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, what's been some of your duties as you've grown, like from your first year till now? Right. So, my first year uh, was all film, rebounding, and then, like I said, after that, those nine months, I became a head manager. And what that involved was I was traveling every road trip. So, I ran our equipment room. I was getting more scouting duties with the coaches. I was building more rapport with the coaches. So coaches felt really comfortable coming to me uh, I was essentially a third GA so uh, Aaron who I was who I previously mentioned became a GA after his after his time as head manager and they also hired another guy Kyle Butler who's now at Great Canyon as a director of recruiting he's unbelievable he's a future star as well um, and I was essentially their third GA so whatever whatever tasks they needed to kind of hand off they were, they were, they were tied up that was that was going to me. I was helping our director of basketball ops, Matt Buckley, with anything and everything. I was I was pestering him. Um, so I'm still doing the film work. My role just expanded more on the court. Uh, help hopping in drills. You know, helping out in workouts. That summer, uh, myself and Amir Sims. So rewind, excuse me, rewind. After that first year, we lose the NIT to Wichita, to Wichita State. Mm-hmm. The score was still up on the scoreboard. Amir had called me. He's like, hey, can we get in the gym? So it was just me and him. It turns out all summer it was me and him. And that summer, you know, me and Amir spent a lot of quality time on the court. A lot of times where I'm sure he wish, wishes he would have hit me because um, we were getting each other better. I was helping him become a better player. He was helping me become a better coach. Uh, and actually that next year, Amir ends up being in all – all ACC team. So, you know, that was an unbelievable experience. So my, my role quickly shifted from, you know, being a support guy to being the guy and doing anything and everything I could. So that my second year, which was my first as head manager, my one thing that I was poor at and I wish other managers would learn how to be better at was delegating tasks because I was so caught up in like I need to get everything done my way yeah. that I lost sight of that. Hey, I got a team. Yeah. You know? As managers like we we got we got a team. Yeah. So it's it takes it takes a village, you know, to, to get things that we need to get done. So game days were always like a 14, 15 hour day for me that really if I delegated, I needed I could have, you know, been a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. So that third year, which was my senior year, I really I, I hired a I hired a guy, Joel Dance, who's now the, the, the head manager over there. He he really did a great job of following me everywhere I went, mm-hmm. and really like not 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 uh, taking a moment's breath because he would always be there. Yeah. Um, and we always say in the hiring process, we always say the best ability is availability, mm-hmm. and you know he really really encompassed that. Yeah. So. My, my last year, it was more of the same, you know, roles on the court, helping work out guys, um, film work, 
all, all that good stuff. The equipment room was mine, so I was everyone's. No one wanted to get on my bad side because I handed out all the stuff, <laughs> um, handed out the goods. So they, uh, the the team that I had, really stepped up my my last year. We actually had two guys who, who took a, a bigger role in the court. Jack Nelson and Devin Foster. This actually, this past year, they actually both became walk-ons at once. Oh, wow. So that was that was like a a proud dad moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are my guys, and now now they get their their opportunity to fly. So all those guys at Clemson. I also can't forget Connor Pedersen. Uh, him and Joel Dancer are running the show there now. They they both you know did a great job of following me around everywhere, learning all the ropes. So you know the role each year expanded. But I think it's really important for managers listening that, listen, you got a team, delegate. Mm-hmm. It'll make your life easier. Right. Yeah. Learn how to be a more effective leader, I can promise you. Oh. Oh. So being at being at Clemson, you know, a big Power 5 school in the ACC, talk about some of the best experiences you've had, some of the best environments you've gotten to see, um, some of the best non-conference games you've got to travel to. Yeah, so the uh, best, the best game – as part of Clemson. Clemson was 0-76, I think. At North Carolina? I might be wrong about that. Yeah. At North Carolina. That was until I stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> Amir sends it's a huge shot. Sends it to overtime. We ended up winning overtime. First time yeah. Clemson Tigers have ever beaten UNC at Chapel Hill. That was the most unbelievable experience I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. I can I can say I'm I'm one of the few people who have ever been part of Clemson men's basketball program that are undefeated in Chapel Hill. One and up. Our other game got canceled because of COVID. <laughs> so, you know that was easily the best ACC game I've ever been a part of. Um, God, that one year I think it was my junior year. It was my junior year. My junior year we were we were just like a. We were like 16 and 15, I think, but we beat four top six teams yeah. all at home. Yeah. We had four court storms. I don't know if you guys have ever been part of a court storm, but that is fun. That is, that. Right? That. that is like we beat Duke and everyone's on the court. Ah, let's go. Let's go. You run back in the locker room. Everyone's all hyped up. So those are like the best those are the best parts that I remember. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when I, when I traveled to Duke, uh, it was a COVID year, so it was an empty gym. So yeah. I never got the full experience. But uh, I was right underneath the basket when PJ Hall got dunked on. Uh, that ended up being like the top play of the college basketball season. I'm sorry, PJ. <laughs> PJ's got some people back, but like I, I can only imagine that was like part of the of my experience that Jim probably probably wouldn't even be able to hear. Right. Um, you know, played at we played at the Hornets Arena uh, and State Farm Arena where the Hawks play, which was you know really cool to be to be playing in some NBA arenas. Right. Um, and then uh, yeah, probably the best experience I had previously mentioned was winning a gold medal in Italy, but there was nothing that could ever top that. Uh-huh. We really showed some serious grit. Like there was, it was our semifinal game. We were down like twenty points in the first half. We come all the way back and win mm-hmm. against Israel. Um, and just those that experience in 
itself where people are like when you're walking through the streets and like people don't know so like i'll never forget our big man at the time trey jensen someone asked him if he was michael jordan <laughs> like and it's just like you kind of like laugh at it you know it's uh, like man this guy's six he's like six eleven and like built like a damn adonis you know he's he's huge like he, that ain't michael jordan but like it's funny that like the world isn't as familiar right that's mm -hmm. what we are right you know to get that worldly experience was unbelievable uh, so uh clemson they've had their manager program they've had a lot of coaches go from managers into the college basketball field what is it like being a part of that you know it's inspiring there's there's a lot of history, right? So, like, Will Wade, for example, is probably the most well-known. He's the head basketball coach over at LSU. Mm -hmm. He's a tons of manager. Um, T. Butters is an assistant at, at uh, Charleston Southern. So, like, being a part of seeing, – seeing managers who were once in your shoes that are now coaches is inspiring. Mm -hmm. What makes you want to get to where they are at? Right. Um, now – and you also got Dustin Kearns, the head basketball coach at uh, uh, like Avalon, is Avalanche State? That or SEMO? Is it SEMO? I think it's Appalachian State. Um, but like seeing guys who are head coaches, like that's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Like that's where you want to be. And to see people who are once in your shoes, that that makes it that makes it special. Mm -hmm. And to know those guys. Like, for example, I, like I was telling you before, Colton Ayers, he went right from manager to Division II assistant. Yeah. Oh, that's special. Not, yeah. a lot of, uh -uh. not a lot of guys can do that. Right. Um, so to see that, it's like this is possible. Yeah. Not every – not every – yeah, I, I did look it up. Appalachian State Justin. Um, not every school has – history like Clemson does. It's kind of, it's interesting, you know, like, it's not like we're known as a basketball school, let's be mm -hmm. completely honest here. Right. You know, Dabo Sweeney made us a football school. We've always been a football school. Dabo Sweeney threw it over the hill. There's no question about it. Right. How is, in Lowell, Clemson, <laughs> managers all of a sudden become head coaches. Yeah. So that's something that's really inspiring. You know, I really look up to those guys. Uh, so, I'm sure that goes to with their head coach. So what it's like, what is it like working for Coach Brownell? You know, he's a great guy. First and foremost, he's, he's a really good human being. Uh, and he's a great boss. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he really took the time to get to know me. Like, I, I, it's always like a, one thing I noticed from my first year, um, was that a lot of the other managers were like, oh, does your coach know your name? And you know what? He, he, he did. Mm -hmm. That was my first year. And I was a nobody. I was up in the film deck, live coding games. I was in the office late at night. But, you know, he got to know who I was. Mm -hmm. And then each year, we got to build that relationship more. So, you know, ask, as it pertains to, like, what do I want to do? How can I help you? Like with the growth of the game, you know, you're building, like, you, you always remind me, like, what I'm doing is special. Yeah. Keep, keep pushing, keep pushing. And moreover, it's not just about Brownell. Like, he was a great guy to work for, but it's also about the assistants, too. Mm -hmm. Like, 
he hired great people. Yeah. People that really cared for me and still do. You know, I'm a year removed. Here I am. You know, it's my first season not part with not not with Clemson basketball, and I still keep in regular contact with the assistant coaches I have. You know, the Dovo director of recruiting, all the assistants. You know, we, we still stay up to date with each other. You know, and so the guys like Coach Dean, Tony Reynolds, Dean, he's going to be a head coach one day. Like that's a guy who he's. He's a genuine human being. Matt Buckland, who's a dobo, genuine human being. Lucas McKay, former manager. You know, he's a guy who he's the one who I was originally interviewing with, and then he left to be an assistant at UMKC and came back to Clemson my senior year. You know, special guy. Coach Bender, Coach Dick Bender. You know, he God, he was all over my tail. He there was there was there wasn't anyone that was harder on managers than him. Right, but he he helped me be a better coach. Mm-hmm. We would sit down. I he one of the projects he had me do was I would he had me draw up every single play that we did. That was like a huge responsibility because we run a million plays. Right, but you know what? I coach right now. I'm coaching youth basketball, and I run the, like <laughs> I run Clemson offense. Yeah. <laughs> it's good offense, you know, like. And, because of because I got I got everything right here in my my Clemson binder, <laughs> you know. So it's like I'm teaching young kids how to play basketball the right, right way. Right. Like Brownell is a, is a defensive genius. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. Right. So like a lot of what we do, like every day in practice, was was an honor. You know, mm-hmm. and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Marty Simmons, who's now the head coach over at Eastern Illinois, who was the uh, special assistant to that coach when I was there. He was like a father figure, you know? And so sitting with, with Marty every day, going over, like I would watch film with him for hours, and we would just talk about it. And he would tell me about how, like, in his, like, when he was a player, because he played for, for uh, Bobby Knight, he's actually the one who instigated, I wouldn't say instigated, but Bobby Knight chair-throwing incident, like, right, yeah. started with the Marty Simmons tie-up. That was called a foul. Yep. <laughs> so, like, you know, being a part of, of something like that and being with those guys every day was special. And I always I learned so much from all of them. Those are those are things that that I'll never I'll never forget. I'll always be grateful for. I'll never forget. I was talking with Billy Lang, who was the head coach over at St. Joe's at the time. He was an assistant for the Sixers. And this was right before I got the job with Clemson. And he's like, Jake, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't know a damn thing. You don't know shit. <laughs> Go in, assume you know nothing. And that's the exact mentality I went at, that, that I went in with. And I, by humbling myself, thinking I knew everything, I didn't know a damn thing. Because then you go in, you hear all these, term, these, all these basketball terminologies, like what we're doing on different ball screens, things like that. Now it's like I got a PhD. This is what I tell. This is what I tell my kids. I got a PhD in basketball by working with Coach Brownell and his staff. Hmm. I graduated with a with a degree of Parks Recreation Tourism Management, but I also graduated with a PhD in basketball. All right. All right. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels for us. I mean, yeah. we're want to get into coaching, and we're here at Lipscomb. I mean, this it's like basketball is all we want to do. And it's almost like, do we really have to, you know, go to these classes? 
I mean, we're, we're if there was a major that just said college basketball, it's that one. Yeah. Um, but so last year was an unusual year, and you got to be a part of probably the most unique college basketball NCAA tournament in the history of college basketball, and probably the most unique that will ever happen. Tell us about what it was like getting in the tournament, being in the bubble. I mean, just everything that came with it on a day-to-day basis, especially as a manager, because I'm sure it was incredibly, yeah, it was, insanely uh, busy. So it was unique. Yeah. All right. So describe it in one word, unique. Yep. Um, so the more, like the first, when we got there, we had quarantine for kind of like 24 hours. Aaron Stevens had a, he had quarantine for about 50 hours because uh, his test came back inconclusive, even though he was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a, a special bonding moment. The, the day-to-day was interesting because, like, you couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't really go outside or anything. Right. Like an inside world. Right. So the hotels were, like, all connected with the convention center mm. where all the practice schools were. And you had your specific, your specific practice time. The meals were brought up to your floor. So my objective, I had to do is I had to, you know, get everyone to come out, figure out who ordered what, give them their, give them their food. That was like my day to day. I brought me and one of the other managers. We all got our own room. So I had the Xbox in my room. After we all passed the COVID protocols we were playing NCAA basketball 10 <laughs> whole team was in my room. Like we, like it was, like it was really the only, the only things we could all do. Uh-huh. You, know, like you could walk around, like you could probably walk about a mile. That's what, uh, Phil Martelli was doing. But, uh, yeah, it was like, we would just be playing video games and all hanging out. Like it was just, it was a really weird time. Like everything was, and we eventually were able to go to the court to, for our shoot around time. Like it was, it was a different experience. So <laughs> yeah. It was very unique. I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that real experience of like, you know, yeah. exploring. Right. But seeing everyone in just one little bubble, like, oh, look, there's Mark Few and Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. like it was unique. Yeah. yeah. Definitely unique. Uh, so, Jake, you have started a great thing. I'll let you talk about it. So kind of talk about what you're doing now with Grow the Game and where you want it to go in the future. Yeah, so like I was talking about earlier in the podcast, you know, we started this whole big thing, Grow the Game. The whole real point is to build genuine relationships in the basketball industry, help the next generations of the, the next generation of coaches, excuse me, um, you know, really advance their, their basketball careers. So what we've got going on here is something really special in my next big project, and that's called the GA Pathway Program. Mm-hmm. So year one is going to look a little bit different than how we foresee it happening you know, for years to come. What year one is going to look like is we have a big partnership budding with the NABC. So all Grow the Game members will get free NABC memberships. That's the first thing. So we're really excited about that. The NABC and Road the Game are collabing on, on the GA Pathway program where we're going to provide the managers and they're going to provide the coaches. So we're going to figure out where the openings are, 
and we're going to, you know, bridge that gap. So the ultimate goal is that, you know, Corbin's great with sports code, and he also is pretty good with Photoshop. You know, Peyton's great on the court, also does, also does, you know, scheduling with Adobo, and is capable with sports code. We're going to match up what the managers are, what they're good at, right. with what needs are for certain GA programs. Mm-hmm. Not all GA programs are built the same, mm-hmm. right? Like, for example, Division Two, you can go out and recruit. Yeah. Division One level, you cannot. Some some Division Ones, their GAs are essentially an extension of managers. You know, there was a there's a manager at a high major Division One who went let who graduated from that high major, went to another high major to be a GA, and found out that he did more as the head manager than he does as a GA. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's all about finding the right fit. Because right. not not every GA is created. So we're trying to bridge that gap between making the the GA search is is always stressful. It's challenging. Where where do they where do I start? We're going to start with us. We're going to take all of our people. Where our goal is to help them get GA spots and find the right fit. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about that program. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to put out a lot more stuff, you know, in the weeks to come, leading up to the final four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the final four, we have two events. So we're very excited. The first one is Friday night at Bacardia at 7 p.m. with our partners Just Play. Now, that is going to be an open bar type situation where it's going to be more meet and greet, get to know the Just Play people, because our partnership with Just Play will, you know, will really show some really unique things that managers will be able to do. Mm-hmm. So our people will be able to, will soon be able to have access to the Just Play platform, you know, work on some scatter reports on their own, really get familiar with the, with the, soft, with the software, the, the whole program. Uh, the other is our own event. We're super excited. It's going to be at 10 a.m. at the convention center, mm-hmm. 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, and it's going to be the first real meet and greet with all of the people from Grow the Game. So the whole point is the mentors are going to be there. We're hoping, we're, we're, you know, managers, it's a little bit more challenging to bring managers out there, but all the managers are there more than welcome. You know, to, to be at this event, we're really we're hoping to see as many managers as we can. Um, at the at the event, it's going to be more just. I'm going to give a speech. We're going to get a high major head coach who's a former manager. I'm not going to name names yet, but you know it's going to be a big name to give like an opening speech. So really, it's going to be. I'm going to the way it's going to look. I'm going to introduce. You know, thank everyone for coming. The guest speaker is going to speak. We're going to uh, announce our manager of the year award along with our uh, manager All American team. So we're very excited about that as well. And the rest of the time, it's just going to be open floor, you know, shake hands, get to know people better. Some of the people that you've been connecting with offline, like on the phone, you know, you'll be able to meet them for the first time, both mentors and managers. Mm-hmm. So we're super, super stoked for that. We think that's going to be the build, the beginning of something really big. Yeah. Um, you know, where we plan to take over the game, we just want to make a difference, right? So. I'll never forget, we had, I had a, an NBA scout reach out to me at the very beginning. 
beginning of, of the creation of Brody. And he's like, you know, in five years, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be in the NBA or going to be Dobos or assistant coaches. And it's because of this program. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we're really looking for, right? So 20 years from now, when Peyton's head coach, you know, he was part of Grow the Game. So what's he going to do? He's going to give back, mm-hmm. right? So the longevity of Grow the Game right. is managers helping managers, right? So you had a great experience with the manager connection. So now you went from, you went from mentee to mentor. And that's, that's what we're starting to see here in, in year two, that, wow, like, we've got several former mentees, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they're on staff. They're on Division One staff, Division Two, Division Three. They're high school coaches. Like, they're mentors now. Right. And now they're giving back. That's what we'd love to see. That's what makes what we do special. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that we do is free, and it will always be free. We're never going to charge you to have a mentor. If you, if you have to pay – to have a mentor, he's they're they're not your mentor. <laughs> because if you stop paying, what what happens then? They're gonna stop looking out for your best interests. Right. That's not that's not the way this should be. So our whole platform is we do what we do because we genuinely care about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So the what the future looks like, we're looking to build our website. So, you know, everything that every dollar that we've really collected so far has come from sponsors just play you know and abc our sponsors help us but you know we're looking for yeah it's going to take some time but we've got it we're, we're trying we're looking at ways that it will st- everything will still be free for managers but we can still find avenues to build up our infrastructure that we have a website that is essentially you know something that we could all just be on and like it automates the process of everything. Yeah. I don't want to give away too many details right now because we've got a lot of things cooking in the background. Right. But year two, we assume we're, we're really hoping that the, the infrastructure is very friendly so that, you know, what year are you guys? We're both juniors. Juniors. We're both juniors. So yeah. by the time you guys are seniors, you know, this will be a perfect opportunity for you guys to connect with with the right people right. that could put you on that trajectory that you want to be on. Obviously, it's not a straight path. It's not a straight line drive. No no success story is just a straight line up. Right? There's bumps in the road. It's mm-hmm. gonna be it's gonna be tricky. Yep. But we're gonna figure this all out together. Right. Because that's what we're here for. You know, there's one thing that the one thing that that always will, will stick out to me is that if, if like your if your coaches your coaches can help out yeah but not all coaches help out let's mm-hmm. be real mm-hmm. not all coaches help right so how in the world can you break in if you don't have someone that has your back yeah. if you're not related to someone if you're not a former player how can the managers break in and that's what we're doing we're providing another avenue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're super we're super stoked about what the future holds yeah. That fires me up. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to jump right in. Yeah. And that's a that's a great program you've started. Yeah. I mean, that's I totally agree. I mean, that's gonna change people's lives and you know, like you talk about the longevity of it. I mean, when you are when you're being helped get into something, you're gonna want to help someone do the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you, I mean, you guys, you guys got on straight and that's, um, man, that's a great, great program. And we're, we're very excited to be a part of that now. Um, so last few things I want to talk to you about, we kind of want to hear, um, this is laundry room talks. We want to hear about your, your manager story. So what's kind of, uh, the craziest story you've had as a manager, some crazy experiences, you know, late hours, early mornings that you and maybe some of your guys experienced. I don't know if you guys ever slept in the gym. What's that? You guys ever slept in the gym? We, uh, I, nope. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we have, we have at clubs so we're fortunate enough to have a manager locker room. So, you know, oh, there's, been, there's, there's been times where guys have, myself you know you're doing laundry late at night mm-hmm. you're there until about two in the morning you're gonna go home and come back at like 6 30. yeah just sleep there right <laughs> yeah we, we got couches we got blankets we got pillows huh. so i mean there's been that um you know god i wish i i wish i had prepped more for for these manager stories we got, we got a lot of them we were at Minnesota, and it's funny. We were. I just some of the guys just sent me the video, and I was out, you know, helping with the food. I come back, my entire room, all of my belongings, were taped. They're like that blue tape that we use to tape the floor. Yeah. All the guys came in my room and taped every little thing. <laughs> every single thing I had was fully taped up. <laughs> I didn't know how to react. Like, what am I supposed to do? I was curious. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, these guys are huge. We're going to fight them to death. I'm going to fight Big Paul Graving who's 6'11 and like 300 pounds. Oh, I'm going to die. So, like, they, they said to me, because I'm like, I'm so frustrated. I don't know how to react. Um, so there's that. Then there's, um, I don't know if I should even tell you the story, but I'm going to. All right. We just won the gold medal in Italy. And uh, it was, uh, we partied in Rome all night. The plan was we had an 8 a.m. flight. We were going to, we were going to party until, you know, we were getting on that plane. <laughs> so we were, we were out all night. You know, we were at a club in Rome. One of our former coaches was like the LeBron James of Italy. Helped everything out. Um, helped us. Helped us get VIP. It was an unbelievable experience. And I'll never forget. So, like, obviously, we were out all night, and then we get back to the hotel. We, we packed everything. Like that was myself and Luke Phillips, who's the other manager. Like he, two of us. How we how we ended up getting on that plane and getting everyone settled. That was that was stuff of legends. But <laughs> I never. I had never. What are, what are those melatonin? Yeah, melatonin. Yeah. I had never taken a melatonin before, and I was like, I need to, like this is an eleven hour flight. Like I want to sleep. I want to sleep the entire, the entire flight. Like the whole plane because we were out all night to sleep the entire flight. And so I popped four of these these good old melatonins, and I was out like a light. I wake up, turn to the guy next to me, like because I was in the deepest sleep of my life. Turn to the guy next to me like, hey, how long have we been in the airport? He goes, oh, buddy, we haven't even taken off yet. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. What about the worst 11-hour flight of my life? Oh, oh God. I couldn't sleep. My eyes were, like, 
glued shut that I couldn't even like sleep. Jeez. That was the toughest mandatory that I've ever I've ever come across. Um, you know, we uh, we always had a solid manager team. Uh-huh. That same Minnesota trip, we have ninety seven points. I think it's on film. I'm wide open in the corner at the buzzer for three. Shot that thing right off the side of the back. One <laughs> <laughs> of the most embarrassing misses of my life. <laughs> I mean, it was right here. Side back, buzzer sounds, and you would have thought we lost because we didn't hit 100. <laughs> now we've definitely taken advantage of manager games this year. Yeah. That's been one of our one of our favorite things. First year we played, um, we've been trying to play almost you know everywhere we go. I mean, the most games in the country. Yeah, we've played 13 games, um, which is which is crazy. Um, but no. What did you say you are in the country? I think I don't know what we're ranked, but I know we've played the most games out of yeah. anyone by far by the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a good chance to play again. And you know, like you talk about being on the being on the road, you're you you manage to spend so much time with them. You're like a team. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the best memories this year is just when we go on road trips and all the managers are with us, and we're you know four or five guys packed in one hotel room. Yeah. Um, I mean, you spend so much time with them, you just really get to know them. You're like a you're a true family and team. Um, no, there's mm-hmm. no no answer about that. And when you win, it's great. And when you lose, we are we were on each other. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. We yep. sit, I remember when we, was, we would sit we would sit in a hotel room and uh-huh. we would just we would roast each other. I mean, like there's you were you missed a couple shots, you weren't hearing the end of their Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, like like we were a team. Yeah. We were a team for sure. Oh yeah. I think we, the biggest part is just having something to do like on the road. Right. That's the best thing about it. Right. Well, the pre-COVID times was better because you can go on the road and you can go out and explore. Yeah, yeah. Not that we were really supposed to do it, but we did it. Right. Yeah. Not as My guys are gone. Can't get in trouble now. We we, we went out. We enjoyed. We, mm-hmm. we had a great time. Yeah. Like just exploring other cities. Like that was like that was part of the manager experience. Right. You know? like you're going on all these trips. You're just, like I went to every single. ACC arena except for Notre Dame, uh-huh. which was pretty cool. Actually, uh-huh. how about this for a story? My very first trip, Syracuse. Uh-huh. I was, it was my first year. First year guys don't normally travel. And uh, I played in the manager game, and I turned to, to one of our GAs. And I was like, Mason, man, so my side is like swollen. And he's like, yeah, man. You're right. I'm like, yeah, man, just don't, don't mention it. Like, I'm all right. I'm all right. I played through it. Like, I wasn't going to say anything. It's my first trip. I don't want to cause a scene. You know, we get through the whole trip. And, like, I'm like, my side was like, the side of my, my body was like really swollen. Like, what the hell is going on? We fly home and I go right to the hospital. My spleen was like very enlarged. And I had all the coaches like, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> I was like, damn it. I was going to die before. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel that. Yep. I'm saying that. Yeah, we um what was I think we so we played at Florida State this year. Um obviously you you've been there. And we um I think we walked actually we got those little scooters on campus scooters and we went we wanted to go see uh, their football stadium, Doe Campbell Stadium. Somehow, some way, we ended up on the roof. Yeah, I don't know how we were taking doors and yeah. stairs, and we're on the we're, yeah. yes, we're on the roof, like we're touching the big scoreboard at Doe Campbell Stadium. 
still no idea how we ended no. up there, but Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jake, it's been an honor having you on here. Um, we appreciate your time and your knowledge and you sharing, you know, about grow the game. If there's you know anything we can do to promote that or um, do anything to help you out, please let us know. Um, but before we go, is there any, any, um, Last bits of advice or words you want to say to current managers, former managers, college basketball fans, or anyone just listening to the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, first of all, thank you guys for having me. This has been mm-hmm. um, and I really appreciate you guys highlighting what managers do. And that's yeah. that's what we really aim for. Right. Aim. So, what I what I really want to end with is two things. The first thing is, if you're not part of Grow the Game, I highly suggest. Give us a look at GTG Hoops on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, gtghoops.com. It's coming. It's it's live, but it's not right right now. Um, we're here to shape the future. We really want you guys to help us. Um, but I'm going to end off with a Marty Simmonsism. You know, for all managers out there, if you listen to the right voices, you'll make the right choices. He would say these, he would have these, these phrases every single day, you know, really left a lasting impact on me. If you listen to the right voices, you'll make the right choices. You know, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor, so mm-hmm. make the most of what you have while you have it. Yeah. You know, help yourself out in any way you can. Always be genuine. No one wants someone that's going to be like, hey, can you hire me? Right. Hey, yeah. get you a job. Be genuine, be open, and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's all I have, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this podcast. It was awesome. Absolutely. Thank Thank you, man. Welcome to Laundry Room Talk, the -the behind-the-scenes life of college basketball through the eyes of a student manager, hosted by your own Corbin King and Peyton Mattingly. Today, we are joined by Jake Sirota. He is a former Clemson basketball manager and current founder and leader of Grow the Game, and he is a He's a great dude. He's going to drop a lot of knowledge for us today. 